Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the peak of punk rock, a group of sarcastic dudes out of Philly formed one of the strangest bands ever. No one expected that they would have an alternative hit in the 80s that eventually led to a major label contract and shortly after, a breakup. I'm joined by my Another Cheetah bandmate, Paul Menetiotis, to discuss Punk Rock Girl and why the Dead Milkmen have always been one of his favorite bands. One hit is all you need to make the money guaranteed, and you can live off royalties forever. And it makes me wonder, is it just a wonder, or is it one hit thunder? So, Paul, of course you would pick the Dead Milkman <laughs> to talk about on your second appearance on One Hit Thunder Anyone could have guessed yep. that you would have picked this. And right off the bat, <laughs> as one of the most musically proficient people I have ever known, <laughs> it's wild to me how much you love the Dead Milkman. Yeah. And I've been try I've been thinking about it a lot, like why that is. Yeah. And the only thing I can figure out about it, yeah. no, okay, there's a little bit of nostalgia behind it. That's that's okay. a lot of why I like it too. Okay. I, I love that big lizard in my backyard album. Totally. Loved skateboarding to it. You can tell me whether I'm wrong or right about this. And this definitely applies to Punk Rock Girl. Yeah. Is I don't think that you could ever possibly write the stuff that Milkman does because yeah. it would be something you would never think of. Yeah. They, they do things that you would never think to do yeah. because they are out of the realm of 
musical uh, of making sense musically. Yeah, am I correct in Absolutely. that? Absolutely. I I don't even know where to start okay. on that <laughs> yeah. on that front. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like was it Steve Malcolmus saying like when creating a pavement, he had to like unlearn playing right. guitar. Is that P- PJ told me that once? Okay, which I thought it was a pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I would have to do something like that or something. Not to say that they are bad musicians or like don't know what they're doing or something because i personally think they are good i think what really puts that whole vibe that whole idea out way out front are the vocals right right (laughs) i mean that's that's there's no arguing that yeah well i also when i listen to punk rock girl i think about the guitar lead (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is a very once again musically proficient person explain to us what's so weird about that guitar lead yeah to me it sounds intentionally played that way okay right right so it sounds like somebody doesn't know how to play guitar yeah wrote something on guitar and i didn't really take the time to like sit down and like like play really around, fiddle yeah. around and see like what's going on there is it all in the right key or you're they're hitting a lot of notes that aren't even right that sound bad intentionally right. yeah intentionally though yeah a lot of bendies that are that don't quite get there or, yeah. or like are like where's where are they going with that one i don't know but i think it's i think it's on purpose it's purposeful and it's right. constructed you know i think that they might not say that. They might say, no, we were young, didn't know what we were doing. But I think that like, when it comes down to it, that was a major label release. That, right. that record was recorded well sonically. I mean, like right. every album after that was like terrible sonically compared compared to that right somebody was in the room that knew what they were exactly. doing when they so, recorded this so anything that sounds like a mistake or sounds <laughs> like amateur was well thought out and intentioned it wasn't missed right yeah so if sounding a little off and being punk rock and not sounding perfect was what they were known for then that was thought of when this song was put together because like you said it sonically sounds good it sounds yeah. good enough to be played on the radio totally. and on MTV which it was yes. so someone took the elements of knowing what made the dead milkman the dead milkman yeah. brought that to this song which it, it's a great song. I was so- going to say, I a lot of times, if, if you talk to other people that about one-hit wonder songs and stuff like that, they might say that you you might talk to somebody whose favorite band happens to have a hit at, at some point. And, and, you know, typically they might say like, yeah, well, th- that, that song like got them big and stuff, but it's like their worst song. But in this case, that's, no, it's a pretty good song. Oh, Punk Rock th- Girls have really good song. This is easily their best song. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> e- you know, I love Bitchin' Camaros right. as much as the next guy, but it's not really that good of a song. This this is definitely a, a good song. And, and like the vocals too, the vocal delivery yeah. is so weird. And sometimes it goes a little too long on the line. Or it's like <laughs> stuffing a bunch of words in there. And that in itself makes it so catchy and yeah. fun to sing along to. Totally. Totally. You know, I, I have the lyrics here, which, you know, we, we all know these. Yeah, we know them, uh, yeah. And the references to, to Zipperhead. A lot of, a lot of Philadelphia. Philadelphia they're, they're a stuff. Philly-based band. Right. And, and just very descriptive. And you just, you know, he's singing them in your picture and them jump, jumping yeah. up on the table and shouting anarchy and, and whatever. So. Literally, like, just talking about what, the, what their lives or something. Right. Yeah, like, what's, what's immediately around them. You know what's funny about the fact of, like, just talking about things in Philly and being a band from Philly? You can even hear their, I want to say accent, but you know what I mean? Right. It comes through so harsh and, like, so apparent and... That's cool too, I think. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm looking, even <laughs> how this song charted and things like this, it peaked. And, and, you know, this is called One Hit Thunder. Yeah. Calling this song a hit is a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but it's it's a one of those rare things where the legacy of this song yeah has made you and i consider it a hit and a lot of people would consider it a hit yeah but at the time it came out it wasn't some hit song right, right. <laughs> it charted at number 11 on the alternative charts and at the time that this song was was number 11 the number one song on the alternative charts was stand by rem which strangely yeah these two songs yeah. seem like <laughs> of the same time guitar tone wise yeah. and the, the recording wise and yeah this song's a lot looser and a lot more punk but those songs those songs are back to back on a playlist or, or a mix they sound like they should go together they they're sound both, of the same time yeah, yeah of the era yeah they're both fun yeah they're fun songs they make you feel good right and uh they're yeah. both great and they have a familiar cadence about them like mm-hmm. a one four five n- not in the dead milkman case but you know what i mean so you, you, there's nothing new there's nothing not new but like there's nothing too hard to digest with right. what's going on there yeah and a very distinctive voice yeah singing over top of them no doubt and, yeah. and with memorable lyrics. And, and like that. you know, uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. Oh, yeah. That type of song, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dead Milkmen have so many songs like that. Right. You know, we were talking about spoken word earlier and stuff like that. Like, not that it's that, but I mean, it's they took all the opportunities they could to just talk about things. In, you know what I mean? That they wanted to talk about over top of music. Right. Which R.E.M., is not afraid to do, you know? No. This song tells a, a, a pretty distinct story. Like, no one says, like, what is Punk Rock Girl about? <laughs> like, you know exactly what this song is about. Whereas R.E.M.'s a little bit more like, ooh, what is that song about? Right. The, the parallels uh, are, you know, not not totally lined up. Yeah. But, like, Stuart, remember that song? The Dead Milkman song, Stuart? I love Stuart. Stuart <laughs> you know, might, might be my favorite Dead Milkman. That it's song, a great or, song, If You Love Somebody, Set Them on Fire, like, yeah, top two yeah. Dead Milkman for me. So, but, he's not saying anything profound in that, no, it's, right? No, it's, it's making fun it's of satire. the rambling, yeah, it's making fun of, like, the rambling conservative yeah. next-door neighbor, basically. From, yeah, middle of America <laughs> or something, yeah, but right. One Homophobic. of the things that shocked me about this song when I was doing the research for it is, I agree with you, no one's confused by what Punk Rock Girl <laughs> is about, except that I realized that I had been interpreting the song incorrectly because according to the the guy who wrote it the song is actually the way he described it is it's a song written by a person who's never experienced rebellion imagining what it would be like to be with someone who's rebellious okay which i think looking at the lyrics with that in mind makes it all the funnier because it is like the most pg version of rebellion like <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. like ju- yelling at a pizza parlor mm-hmm. and like stealing right. a cd right right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's nothing too too like actually like rebellious going on yeah right and they said the idea behind the song was to write like a punk rock nursery rhyme okay and that's a simple love song about a, a boy dreaming of a rowdy delinquent girlfriend right. which right. is a really funny concept for a song i mean it's what it's what makes the song stand yeah. out picturing this punk rock yeah. girl yeah. is really funny right <laughs> like we all have the same picture in our mind of what she looks like we you know totally. yeah. no doubt no doubt it's also considered one of the first pop punk hits okay and man what a term that had i know just like anything else that is just such a wide range yeah. of what falls under that umbrella and what people consider that to be yeah everything is thrown in there and i wouldn't have thought of this song as pop punk no, neither would i but what but now when i think about it it <laughs> absolutely two, is yeah it's the kind two of the words, definition yeah or i i can't say why not at least i mean like it's 
it's it's catchy. I mean, it's got all the elements of pop, and it's it's clearly punk rock. I mean, the ethos, you know, the sounds and themselves, like the guitars, right? Right. It's like, did they not have a, an overdrive pedal or something? You know, <laughs> or right. like whatever. That's what I used to think when I was a kid listening to them, because all the other bands I listened to were like the the super nasty guitars, right? And you know, throughout every record, they have this guitar tone that's. That's good, but it's definitely not like dirty or aggressive or anything. But, you know, it's still punk rock because it's played punk rock and, mm. you know, just the ethos the whole of the whole band, right? Yeah. And to have something where you're a big Dead Milkman fan, yeah. so much so that you're wearing their shirt right now. Cur- yeah, you're currently wearing their moment. shirt. I've seen you wear that shirt for many years. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. It's great. I love, I have a lot of shirts that I've been wearing for 20 years uh-huh. and I'm uh-huh. totally cool with that. I'll, I'll probably be buried in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's cool about, you could probably pick out a Dead Milkman guitar tone in three notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. That's actually really cool when you have that about your sound we talked earlier about like queen if, if you're brian may's guitar you're gonna know that's his guitar sure. tone yeah. and and not to compare <laughs> queen to the dead milkman but you're gonna know that that's the dead milkman as soon as you you hear yes. that how would you even describe it, it what the guitar it, sound it's barely distort it's almost clean it it's is clean, clean a it lot is of clean times. no it is i would say yes Do, full on not if, even like at the edge of breakup really it's right. clean yeah and that's, it's dorky almost right yeah that's what's weird about it it's, yeah it's and they're playing things Plunk, that are plucky meant to, and plunky right yeah it's meant to be totally meant to be distorted but it's, it's not right it sounds like when you got your first ever guitar yeah. amp which was probably a little combo a little crate combo or if you're lucky a fender combo that didn't have a distortion pedal right but you're playing power chords anyway, or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're you're playing on it and playing it like that that's what this sounds like yeah it's yep a, and there's and it's and it's unapologetic i mean it's just that's what it is have you paid I'm, i know you have have you paid attention to what they play guitar wise and oh, yeah. amp wise oh what, uh well no um well i saw them a few times couldn't get really close enough or had one of the times was south by southwest mm-hmm. and then um some other big fest riot fest maybe okay but they were in pittsburgh a few times they played a few times here the one time uh yeah, I got to look at the uh the guitar player's pedal board, but and I and I happened to see like an OCD pedal. But I I don't really recall like what amp he was using. It's something like totally like standard probably has an overdrive channel. Uh-huh. He probably it's just the step of a button or something, right? Right. But uh he had an extensive pedal board. Oh, and, okay. it, which is cool. All right. You know, so his platform is a clean sound. Mm-hmm. I could have pictured it being some dude who was playing the same amp that he played yeah. in 1988. Yeah. The same exact thing and the same guitar that's not right. something great. <laughs> no, right. It just plugs straight in and go. Right. But that's all the more, you know, reason to to suggest that it's it's a little more thought out than Right. It's intentional. It's intentional. I, yeah. I can't remember what artist this was in reference to, but I remember hearing someone say the quote one time of like the music might sound dumb, but it takes a very smart person to create something yeah. so dumb. And I feel like that sums up a lot of the Dead yeah. Milkmen is like, if they were just people who didn't actually know how to play their instruments, we wouldn't be talking about right. the Dead Milkmen. But the fact that they were like, we can work this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah Imagine yeah. Punk Rock Girl, but everything is played perfectly. Like it was, yeah. pl- it was, it was like an, imagine Punk Rock Girl, except it's an overproduced, yeah. like, perfect sounding pop punk song 
and imagine how not good it's that nothing would be. to offer as that yeah nothing about it stands out right it, it makes me you know you and i have been making music together yeah. forever yeah and sometimes that makes me question oh wait a second yeah why some our approach sometimes to yeah, yeah we were always trying to make everything as flawless and as pretty sounding yeah. as possible for yeah. lack of a better way to put it like yeah. just perfection with with the takes and everything like that yeah right and i guess it's that same sort of thing where someone brings up a super old punchline so- song to me and it makes me just like face palm and right. be like why do you like that right, song? right why right. do you like how, this this rachel song how oh, could you our performance <laughs> is so bad yeah but yeah maybe, but there's an, a different element yeah that they that they're that they hear it's part nostalgia and it's part charm yeah. of the innocence yeah. of it or yeah, something yeah, 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 yeah. That, that absolutely you can't put into words yeah and i don't know maybe that's and it's hard to see that as the performer whereas you or i might try to bury and not let anyone hear yeah. our early recordings right. of stuff if we could <laughs> but yeah but the dead milk band just embraced it. exactly yeah for sure yeah. absolutely they started out with that hit right they started with a hit yeah. How even, but whatever, it was a different time. Then grew up as they kept releasing records and stuff, right? Right. Yeah, so I can imagine like if Rachel or, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. One of like, these songs that like when we were like, I don't in our teens, right? Mm-hmm. If a whole generation knew right. that song or something. Right, you know? right. It's interesting. Do you remember the first time you heard this song or how old you were or why? I was thinking about it on the way. I'd, you like the Dead Milkman a yeah. lot. You, you legitimately are a Dead Milk. You're the biggest Dead Milkman fan I know. Right, yeah. And I like them. Like I said, yeah, Big yeah. Lizard in My Backyard, I, I like that album. Had some stuff that didn't age too well on that album. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but I think yeah. I think that can be said for all of us oh, all, of and everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like... Descendants, yeah, I another mean, one. great band, but yeah, yeah some of that, some of their songs yeah. from... The 80s and the 90s. Right. There's some like, things said. And, yeah. There's some things. Oh, dude, this that band. You remember that band Guttermouth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo. Whoa. That, yeah. Some of that did not age well. I, I know. opened that up it, today and I, I put it on. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> it, it hardly flew. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Right. Right. But a lot of us, and we aren't immune to exactly, that. Exactly. But I don't think any of us were that bad. Right. You know, didn't say anything too over the top, but right. I definitely know there's a few. Yeah. There's some few stuff. Yeah. Questionable things that we said in songs. But luckily, we weren't in a band popular enough to have that any held against us forever. Or influenced. Yeah. Yes. I saw the Beastie Boys documentary yeah. and they talked about that. Yeah. And we're like, we're not proud of the things yeah. we said, and they made up for it later. Sure, by promoting a better message. Yeah. And, yeah. So they they talked about that song, "Girls." Uh-huh. You know that, yeah. that you know looking back, oh, that's a pretty shitty misogynistic yeah. song. But they recognized it, and then later on, they wrote the lyric about to all the mothers and the sisters and yep, the wives yep, and friends. Yep. I want nothing but love and respect to the end. At a time where it's still a lot of people weren't being that that right. way. There's still a lot, lot of misogynistic music out there. So they were trying to atone yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for that. But. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. 
Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, the dead milkman too, I'm sure they've got that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can think of, yeah, for sure. Not a big deal. Not, 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 not a big deal. No. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you recognize it and you, exactly. Uh, yeah. And you, you're not still yeah. like, no man, we're right. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah, those yeah. people that, that say those certain things that, you know, maybe we said, cause we didn't know better when we were yeah. young Yeah. and then we grow up and you're like, well, I'm not gonna, you know, dead milkman have a song <laughs> where they use what I would call the R word. Uh-huh. I'm sure they, they wouldn't use that word now. I, like I to don't think, think so. I don't yeah. think they would either, but people make mistakes <laughs> exactly. and stuff. And like, you know, I, I wouldn't say that now. And, and, but when I was younger, I used that exactly. word because I was, I don't know, ignorant. ignorant. I guess yeah, word. exactly. Ignorant. Or at least you know, I didn't understand potential implications for how yeah. bad you could make someone feel. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. You didn't empathy think for the empathy. Yeah, yeah. Empathy is the exact right word for the difference between, <laughs> I'm not saying that we're better than anybody, but you and I could recognize there are things you said or say when you were young that you realize like, oh, that was really shitty yeah. that I said that. And you can evolve and yeah. change and move past that. Whereas there's some people in the world who are like, nope, I said that when I'm a kid and everybody, <laughs> and I'm just going to keep saying it forever because I'm, you know, yeah. I'm not PC, Ju- man. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. you know, whatever. Justify no. it however they want. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. I, no, I, I agree. It's it's not uh, something that there's ignorance and then there's, it, and it's not only just with age, but with social changes. Right. We're right. witnessing it in a rapid I can't speak to, yeah, I can't speak to like how slow these things happened uh, in previous decades before my life, right? But it seems that it was at a much slower pace, these social changes. I mean, like, it makes sense with the modern way of the modern lifestyle, you know. And the information we have in hand and and knowing that there are certain things you say that are perpetuating some sort of bad yeah stereotype, stereotype or yeah yeah and you're hurting that you're hurting someone by continuing to say something in a negative light and i don't know how we got down that path really but but point being but that i well i expected to talk about this for my deep love for the the band the dead milkman right, right yeah right it's not just it's the not dead just milkman no it's of course a lot of people, a lot of a lot of artists, a lot of bands. If you go back in their catalog, you're going to find something from Guns and Roses to Beastie Boys to Dead Milkman to Descendants and all and all yeah. like so many bands that I love. Yeah, and artists that I love who you look back and you're like, ah, that didn't age so well, you know. Right. You know, but if the people could take responsibility for it, right. 
and be like, yo, I'm yeah. sorry about yeah, that. that. Apologize for it when called on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but that, that wasn't cool. And right, I'm right. Not, you know, but you know, you have the occasional artist who won't, won't do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And be stubborn about uh, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Which is very strange. And uh, anyway, yeah. back to the, the dead milkman a little bit. I'm trying to think of like my memories of like, you know, I vividly, vividly remember the music video for punk rock girl. And I remember loving it. And I remember you know listening to the CD skateboarding on like the little basketball concrete slab I had yep. outside of my house <laughs> right. and uh, brings back a lot of good yeah. memories. Yeah. And uh, that's cool that music can, can do that. Yeah. Has right. that power power. This song instantly transports me. Yeah. Back to I mean, just good memories. Yeah. You're yeah. not gonna put this song on and be depressed. I no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, you had asked me earlier, like how why'd I even like them to begin with? I, I, I was trying to uh remember this because I'm like on my way here, I'm like, uh, I chose Punk Rock Girl, the the song to talk about on this podcast that you you both, you know graciously asked me to be a part of thank you by the way <laughs> no problem and i'm like i really don't even know why i'm not qualified to talk about the dead, dead milkman other than the fact that i just really like them yeah so that's the only qualification you need. yeah okay fair enough yeah but i and and so i don't really even remember but it was young i was young i mm-hmm. think i kind of remember you know andrew grossman i was in a band with him when okay, i was like yeah 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 really oh, yeah, young yeah, yeah. yeah of course <laughs> anyway punk band called disturbed youth oh yeah pretty uh pretty punk but <laughs> the uh i'm pretty sure like through those dudes yeah. i found out about them back then you bought the you bought a cd you bought the record and you you hope you it was money well spent you right. know what i mean oh well yeah. i mean we've talked about that a lot too is like when you bought a cd <laughs> you spent whatever you spent 12 15 on it so you you really gave it yeah you gave it all. a good chance yeah, you, you really chance. even if you didn't like it on first listen you listen to it more. Hardly ever meant anything. But yes, you listen to it more. You listen to it more critically. And yeah. I mean, a thousand times more critically yeah. <laughs> than people listen to yeah. music now. Now you give it... Some people might give a song five seconds. Oh, yeah. Skip it. For sure. Because you have access to all the music that's ever been created on your phone at all times. Yeah. You have Which, access to tons of songs that are going to tickle your fancy within the first five seconds. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to wait for anything. Right. Yeah, yeah you don't have to <laughs> commit to it and, and get, yeah. get deep into it. And I was what I was going to talk about with Dead Milkmen definitely apply to this is you and I like the Dead Milkmen and we experienced it at the time. Uh-huh. But they could definitely be one of those bands that if you didn't listen to them at the time, in retro, if you're trying to get into them now. Oh, yeah. That could be very difficult, could be especially difficult. with all music at your fingertips at all times. It could, and I feel that way about a lot of it. Like, could you imagine trying to get into Black Flag? No, right, now? right. Yeah, exactly. Trying to get into the Misfits. I mean, people could argue Misfits are catchy or whatever, right, but still, right. old punk rock. It's, uh, if without any motivation of what motivated late seventies, early eighties punk rock, without any of those motivations. There's not much for a kid these days to hear there. Right. You can listen to music that was influenced several generations ago. Yeah. Like there were several generations of bands. Like, yeah, if you liked the Descendants and then the Descendants influenced Green Day, who influenced, I don't know, Blink. All, all who in, Time Low. Who, influ- let's, who influenced let's keep going All Time forward. Low. Yeah, right. Yeah, now you're... Yeah, you can relate. Yeah, you can follow that path, weave your way back. I think you're tapping onto something where like, for me, I was a big Dead Milkman fan as a kid. And I think for me, it was... I was always drawn to punk music. But like, I knew 
from a, I was very self-aware from a very young age that I was a weird dorky kid that would not fit in like would never be able to be friends with minor threat or black flag. Okay. But like yeah. the violent femmes or sure. dead milkmen, yeah. I could hang with them right, because right. they were like they were wearing their like dorkiness on their sleeve yeah. and were like very it was empowering to be a kid who didn't have a ton of friends growing up listening to music that sounded like a bunch of people who had gone through the same shit as me and like came out stronger for For it for sure and i think that that's like it's the same thing with like why did so many kids at the time of like grunge gravitate towards a weezer was like weezer was never pretending to be nirvana yeah Yeah. they're like we are we are buddy holly in of the 90s like we like i think that there is an audience that's i mean it's why weird al can still sell out crowds (laughs) is that there's a group of kids who felt weird and that no one understood their sense of humor and then there's a musician that has their sense of humor and you're gravitated towards yeah, it yeah as far as like the music i'm not gonna say the dead milkman albums sound bad okay. i'm not gonna say okay. that yeah, yeah i'm gonna say they sound i i keep saying this like term but like they don't sound musically proficient okay they don't sound yeah, yeah. perfect and if you were rebelling against what you heard on the radio. Everything's this overproduced. I'm yes. thinking of the eighties. Yes. Everything was overproduced, synth driven, yeah. uh, reverb, cheesy as hell. Yeah. And you were just like, right. A complete removal from that. Yes. Yeah. The opposite. Then you start to see why this appealed to yeah. people was, yeah. it was the complete opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that sounded really punk rock yeah. to, to be so much different. You and I at some point crossed over and I don't know at what point it happened. Yeah. You have this crossover where it's like you start learning yeah. how to write music better. You get better at your instrument yeah. and then you start wanting to sound. Yeah. You want your recording to sound as good and perfect as possible. If you were a person from the eighties who was like, "Oh, fucking Phil Collins songs on right. the radio," I I hate this. Yeah, this is horrible. I want to listen to punk rock. I want to listen to uh, Dead Milkman. Yeah, and then you started a band and a punk rock band, and then you just grew as songwriters and grew music. You could right. find you could find yourself twenty five years later referencing a Phil Collins being like, "I love that bass tone in that Phil Collins song." Right. Like, <laughs> then you could be like, "What happened to me?" I didn't- yeah. Are you pointing out that maybe this this progression is not so much we shouldn't be so married to an approach or how we feel it at, at one time as opposed to like you you're, you're going to evolve as a a musician and a listener. For sure, it's rare that people wouldn't evolve as a yeah. listener I, I i think i mean i have yeah i definitely have I, I definitely appreciate more styles of music than i ever have and i i feel like that's always growing for me i think there's probably I, you i feel like you feel that way i think yeah. i could i could play you any type of song and you could appreciate how great of a song it is absolutely regardless of style absolutely. style of it and that has grown over time yeah when i met 15 year old paul yeah you may have not liked some pop song I played for you. Right, right. But there are a lot of people that don't do that. Yeah, You know, that stay married. I know a lot of people that stayed in that Fat Records epitaph world. (laughs) Which is a great world. Yeah, sure, it's a great world. (laughs) Yeah, but... But that is what they like and everything else sucks. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what else is out. And and I don't know what... Matt, you're very eclectic 
you're a fan of 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 all styles and oh, yeah. you seem to have always have been i don't know i don't know that you ever were were pigeonholed in a certain style of music I, you don't seem like you were the closest that there was was that i felt like i wasn't allowed to acknowledge that i was liking the pop music that i was hearing but even then like i absolutely would like sneak into my sister's room and borrow her like bewitched and backstreet boys and hansen cds because i'm like they're good songs like guilty I knew, pleasures yeah. yeah like i was like i know that these are really good songs but like i'm really into mxpx and green day right now so i'm not <laughs> right. allowed to admit that right. this is really good right. but right paul when you were a punk rocker teenager yeah. who you primarily liked punk rock would you oh um, absolutely yeah were, would you say that your your musical taste was 98 percent punk rock yeah when you were I met you when you were 15, so... I'm going to say 98, because okay. leaving leaving a little bit of wiggle room in case I'm forgetting about some weird thing, but I'd be hard-pressed to... So think back to that time. Can you think of songs that cut through to you that were maybe popular songs where you were still like, oh, this is awesome, even though it's nothing like what I listened to? Yeah. Like, you know, for me, it was like... Yeah, I can. Jim Blossom's Counting Crows, those cut through. Yeah. Uh, we just did an we did an episode. Johnny, yeah, yeah, barely breathing. Yeah, that one. You draw inspiration from where it's a good song. What a good writer that guy is, right? Yeah. And uh, who cares, right? It cut through everything at I, the time. I, I was thinking how funny it was that that was that album, Daylight by Duncan Sheik, which didn't even have barely breathing on it. It was like yeah. post barely breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, like years later. Yeah. I don't know how we started listening to that. I know. First of all, but touring two thousand two, two thousand three. <laughs> That was a regular. Yeah. That was in our regular rotation, so much so that it influenced our music. Yeah. And we all know those songs. Yeah. Genius on a high. Yeah. The yeah. Golden Ring song. Dude, the, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. All those songs. How were we into that? At I that don't know time? why we were into that. How did yeah. that cross over to us? I don't know. I, I don't know I don't who know. brought that to the table. I have no idea. I think maybe we saw him live or something. Maybe, maybe he opened for Ben Folds. I don't know. Well, what that's it, another record that that would have been playing in the van. You know, uh, we're a band that. Sounds nothing like either of these things, mm -hmm. and just playing those things on repeat, right? And allowing them to influence the next record we wrote or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, ha being open-minded to music is a great thing. Yeah. And and I'm glad that as time went on, I feel like ten years from now I'm going to be even more. I'm probably going to listen to like world music. Yeah. And right. Right. I'm, right. I'm, wait I'm waiting to start. Like, <laughs> there's a, there's a few styles of music that I just I I, I can't really do. Right. One is jazz. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I uh, love how you ask it like a yeah, question, like, like maybe I'm I, wrong, but <laughs> do, am I going to start liking jazz at some point? I mean, jazz is perfectly fine as like put it on and like sip a glass of wine yeah, or whatever. But or if you're in an elevator, like, yeah. am I going to have a favorite jazz album at some point? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm going to like jazz. I don't think I'm ever going to like pop country. <laughs> yeah. I think pop country is rough. Sure. Like, sure. I, you know, it's one of the only styles that it's, for me, like you said, you can pretty much show me anything, and as long as I can find something I can like about it, and I think I think the same for you, and especially I think that if it's coming from you, if you are showing me someone that you're a filter, like this song must be really good, even though if it's a if it's a pop song or mm -hmm. or whatever, it must be if if you like it, right? So like, but uh, you know, that's that's a style that you take a song that is a great a great pop song a great pop song and you present it in this fashion this style that's one of the only styles that yeah it's going to be hard for me to like a song for us for the song yeah when the it's, thing is that maybe it's a great pop song yeah why are you doing it with the 
southern accent <laughs> right, and then where's that putting a fiddle in it like <laughs> or whatever yeah. like why are you putting those elements in yeah. there what about that is going to make me like that what could possibly be a pop song more so that's that's like i i find myself being like am i gonna like th-? i can I mean, answer that question yeah. okay. for you i don't like bro country at all uh-huh. but <laughs> uh-huh. country music is probably the only genre of music that still basically lives on the radio. You know what I mean? People aren't going to stream a country song. They're listening to a country radio station. So if you're writing a pop song and you want it to be on the radio and you want it to hit hard, you're going to try to get it on the country radio station so that people are requesting it and you're getting those plays on and spins. Yeah. And that's nothing against country music yeah i like plenty of country songs yeah i'm talking like the ones that are just like oh, like the florida georgia limes yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. like it's just pop it could have been a pop song but yeah you're just gonna add a twang to it and i'm just like no yeah no yeah. I, i'm not feeling that yeah yeah right uh, so that's another that's another style and then uh, other than that i feel like i'm pretty pretty open well-rounded as far as yeah what's, whatever if yeah. it's a great song yeah yeah if you like think about the song punk rock girl i mean it almost sounds like square dance ish, right? Wow, yeah. Don't you think? Never, yeah, kind of. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, what is this I like almost, hokey thing going on you here? You could almost do the chicken dance to that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you really could. So uh, that's weird. You know, that's yeah. weird that I like that. Like that, I like the song mm-hmm. as much as I do because of that. Whatever. I think that it's just kind of flirting with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not enough to like make me just discount the song it's it's definitely the the word hokey yeah which we use we use that word sometimes we're writing songs we're like ah that sounds hokey yeah but what as, does, as, a descri- as a as a description of something we don't want to do <laughs> right yeah i mean yeah. i feel like you and i had that experience totally another cheetah the last song that we released yeah. called lemon yellow pants right we changed that song a lot yeah we end up going with your you said I have a way that I want to do this song. And right. I, that yeah. It's like a presentation of the same song, but we're going to change the way we play it slightly because the original way yeah. we were playing it sounded hokey. Yeah. And that yeah description to in layman's terms describing that would be it sounds <laughs> like a a nursery rhyme. Yeah. Would okay. be a good way because it's funny that to, to say that is like yeah I, yeah it's like their intention the that was their intentions song. Yeah, with right. this is to, like intentional hokiness yeah. of that guitar solo in right. this song right. and, and the way that the melodies yeah the melodies song, absolutely it, it, it is it's intentionally hokey can be really cool yeah yeah <laughs> if apparently done, if done right <laughs> yeah. it can be really cool for and, sure and uh, so that's that's a word that I would use for yeah. this song that yeah. it's a rare thing where hokey is yeah. really cool yeah yeah it's a rare thing but that, not, they did it 99% of the time hokey is not cool <laughs> right yeah agreed as far as this song goes I, I'm gonna go one hit thunder on this one this is definitely yeah. definitely thunder not a blunder no I don't think any. I don't think you're gonna find me or Paul no calling, no Colin Colin dead milkman blunder yeah maybe maybe a few of those questionable old ones we might say were, were slight blunders by the dead <laughs> right, milkman right 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 in their Could younger years yeah but uh, yeah but this song is a banger for yeah, sure absolutely thunder. yeah yeah <laughs> This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafaios of Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah, and produced by Matt Kelly of the Geekscape Network. Underneath me is Lemon Yellow Pants. 
the newest song by Another Cheetah. It's available everywhere that music can be streamed. Let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael. Of Otis Redding. Of Amy Winehouse. Of Michael Hutchins. Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments. The ones where you... Jumping around, singing your heart out feeling understood and it's those moments we'll help you remember the ones you're thinking about right now that feeling that feeling is coming soon from crowd network just search for death of a rock star on your podcast app and subscribe now